Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. And we're on talking football. An exciting finish to the Sunday slate as we hit the live button. Jalen Hurts ran it in for the game-winning touchdown. Welcome, everybody, to fantasy football today. Bonanza in Philadelphia. And Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen in a fantasy slugfest. That was really awesome. Adam Azer with Heath Cummings and Dave Richard here. This was a great day, great day of football. I had two choices for game of the week. They were both wonderful. Obviously, I should have chose the Eagles' bill, so that's my bad. But uh, Dave, wahoo! Hooray for hooray for school and hooray for football. <laughs> Hooray for a really fun and entertaining week, especially if you include, well, maybe if you don't include, no, don't include. Saw Thanksgiving yeah. or Friday. maybe stay away from that, but should have some good scores in your fantasy league should have some tight games and uh, a lot of exciting performances, a lot to look forward to, not a lot of injuries. It feels good. I don't, I don't know what, what this optimism is all about. Like, I've got more points on my bench than I do in my starting <laughs> lineup. All these points are scored by guys that I didn't want to start. I don't think that's true. Look at the leaderboard. Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Kyron Williams. Let's check his start percentage real quick. Kyron Williams, you got 77. Yeah, We've already had conversations about Kim and Pacheco great. and like rules for start of the week based on start percentage. That's great. C.J. Stroud, Jordan Love, Matthew Stafford, no. Christian McCaffrey, Jalen Hurts. Jordan Love wasn't started either. No, no. Nope. Love and Stafford, no. Um, Bijan had a great game. Trevor Lawrence, also another big game. Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill. All right, anyway, let's get to our winners and losers here. We'll talk about uh, the Rams wide receivers. We'll talk about Adam Thielen, Joe Mixon, Trevor Lawrence with the with the back-to-back nice showings from him. But who's the biggest winner? He, Mr. Happy Heath Cummings? Mr. Happy Heath Cummings, uh, Pat Fryermuth. Like the Steelers get a new offensive coordinator, they got a new system, and the system is throw the ball to the Muth. Nine catches, 120 yards, tight end one once again. The tight end one. Is he number one right now? He must be, right? No, I'm at a tight end one. Uh, uh, he gets Arizona next week. He is 53% rostered, so in addition to... Being the biggest winner, he might be the one of the more I, added players. I said this morning that I did, you know, you couldn't trust starting him, but I wanted to have him on my bench just in case this happened, so that you could have him for next week. And I just want to tell you that that was not true. I did not enjoy at all having Pat Fryermuth on my bench. There was no joy in that at all. Are you worried about a fooled you game coming next week? I mean, he's a tight end, so a little bit, but I'm going to start him next week. I'm not. I'm going to kick the guys I started ahead of him to the waiver wire, so I don't have to think about it. Uh, Dave, who's your biggest winner? 
I think the biggest winner of the week is Kyron Williams, but I didn't answer your text fast enough. Heath beat me to it, so he's got him on his biggest winner week. And I think Pat Fryermuth is the second biggest winner, but the third biggest winner is Nico Collins, who, you know, throwback game for the Texans from earlier this year. He was their leader, targets, catches, yards, had a touchdown. He made some plays on some scramble drills from C.J. Stroud. It was great to see him involved in that way. And this Texans offense, I know they lost, but they're amazing. You guys know this already. Oh, yeah. And Collins got into it a little bit more this week than in prior weeks. I think it had been like five straight games for him under 15 PPR points broke through in week 12. Well, we should talk about Kyron Williams. We shouldn't wait till later on in the show. Let's talk about it. Heath, he was one of your winners. Kyron Williams is RB1 today, and he comes back, started in, started in 77% of leagues, in case you hadn't heard. 16 carries, 143 yards, but also six catches, 61 yards, and two touchdowns. And this was a guy whose passing game role basically was erased when Cooper Cup came back. And now it's Cooper well, Cup. Cooper Cup's not there. Yeah, he's been erased. <laughs> um, yeah. Kyron Williams, though, big-time winner. Cleveland and Baltimore are next. I, I put him as a winner, but I, I, like, I'm not sure as the way we've talked about in the past, like, I'm not sure his fantasy value really changed much. He was RB 13 for me this week. And I was a little bit hesitant because I thought they might ease him back in. He was a top eight to 10 running back earlier in the season. He is what he has been. He's, he's a, a must start. No doubt about it. Top 12 running back with a, with a near feature workload. There was more Royce Freeman, but nobody noticed because there were 75 running back touches to go around because Arizona's terrible. But it is interesting. There was a lot of Royce Freeman in this game, and it wasn't garbage time. He and Kyron were, were pretty even. Kyron had 16 carries. Mm-hmm. Freeman had 13. What really shocked me was the six catches and the six targets for Kyron Williams. So that Well, was nice. Cooper Cup is not... like that. Cooper Cup does not exist currently as the Cooper Cup that we know and love. First time he caught the football, he was over on the sideline getting his ankle looked at, and they were talking about how he's playing through this because he's been told that he can't make it worse. But that doesn't mean that he's anywhere close to 100%. And so like, I think we probably could have put Cooper Cup on the big-time loser list as well. But I, I do think that your connection of Kyron targets with and without Cup was a good one. It's just that we don't actually have Cup. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's five straight games, five straight games with fewer than seven PPR fantasy points for Cooper Cup. Number three wide receiver. Oh, wow. Ouch. Circumstances in all of these, in some of these games, but for people who have been starting him every week, five straight terrible weeks for Cup. All right, uh, so your big winners are Fryermuth, Kyron, Nico Collins. Dave, who's the biggest loser for you? I've got Adam Thielen as the biggest loser. One catch, two yards, sounds right. No, it sounds terrible. And it's just the Panthers offense no longer really good for anybody. I know Chuba had a touchdown against Tennessee. It's just, it's a really bad spot for everybody to be in for the Panthers. Mm. And I, I think people are going to start questioning what to do with Adam Thielen against Tampa Bay next week. You're probably going to start him. Then New Orleans. I don't know if you will. Atlanta, do you start him then? It's, it's ugly out there for him. Three targets. That's it. He's been letting us down. He certainly hasn't been getting the volume of targets like he was like a month ago, a month and a half ago. And Bryce Young really just doesn't look comfortable. This offense doesn't look good. Uh, It's starting to feel like Bryce Young's career is going to look like Trevor Lawrence's to begin, where he's got a fresh coaching staff his second season, maybe a better receiving core his second season, and uh, 
kind of you just he gets a redo. He gets a mulligan on his rookie year. Wow, you think they're going to change their coaching staff? I think they're going to change their coaching staff. I think it's that bad for Carolina. Well, and I, they can't I, change their quarterback. That, that might be true. They might change their coaching staff, but that's not going to fix it. Like the fact the the fact that they would hire Frank Reich and then fire him after one season is an indication of what's wrong. They don't have the patience to rebuild. Um, sure, and then there's also the fact that you can't fix Bryce Young's size. And is it is is it going to be permanently problematic for him that he's not six feet tall that he can't look over his offensive lineman to make accurate throws downfield? Now, I, I would have argued before the draft that it wouldn't have been that big of a deterrent because he was able to get around it in college and high school. He's been the small guy this whole time. So it might take a creative play caller and a creative design of an offense to get him going in the right direction. I still think he's a talented quarterback, but the bottom line is that Adam Thielen is going to be really hard to trust in fantasy moving forward. Okay. Who's, uh, who's, who, uh, Heath, who's, who's was the name of my middle school. Who's, who's your biggest loser today? <laughs> I do agree with Dave that Adam Thielen is the biggest loser. I, I didn't choose him because I didn't want to step on your toes, but um, I'm going to go with Jamar Chase. Uh, another guy who was a first round pick, a top three pick, a top number one pick in some leagues. And I'm not sure that he's any more than a number three wide receiver either. He caught four passes in this game and two of them were off of deflections. Yeah. Like literally caught two passes that went directly from his quarterback's hands to his hands. Um, <laughs> Jake Browning is not anything close to an NFL quarterback. Ouch. This is a disaster. Yeah. All right. Four catches for 81 yards. Wasn't that bad of a game, but he's obviously, you know, losing value. And honestly, I have a, I have a team where I have T Higgins and I need the roster spot. I'm thinking about dropping T Higgins. I just can't see him being that good. Jake Browning cannot throw the ball downfield. I, I no. glanced, I think his dot, his air yards for pass attempt was something like five yards today. I thought it was a letter of the alphabet. It was so low. <laughs> Uh, what letter? No, he looked horrible. The only thing I can say is, could it get better with AJ McCarron? Because that's the only other option. <laughs> really I think it might actually get a little bit better with AJ. It's not going to be pretty no matter what, but more likely to improve their team situation. AJ McCarron or Joe Flacco? Flacco. They should have gotten Flacco. Flacco, yeah. Jamie, also most likely to improve this situation, is Jamie Eisenberg. He's here, and he's here with a lower third that says biggest loser right under his face. <laughs> that was pretty messed up. What's up, Jamie? Hey, boys. Uh, who's your biggest loser today, to put you right on the spot? Who's my biggest We've loser had today? Thielen and Chase. I'll let Jamie think about it, uh, and I'll promote uh, it. My biggest loser is I, I picked up two kickers in a bunch of leagues. Blake Group. Group. Groupie. Group, groupie. Uh, Groupie We're all and Matt Prater and Matt Prater killed me. Uh, zero is he zero? Big zero. Yep. I, I picked up Riley Patterson on Thanksgiving. Got me yep. a zero. Yep. <laughs> Groupie was good though. Groupie was awesome, and I jinxed him because I said uh, right before he he attempted his last kick uh, in garbage time, I said he might be the fantasy MVP today because he had at, at that point 15 fantasy points, mm. and then he missed. Oh, well, he still had a very good game. Okay, not not quite fantasy MVP though. So what am I promoting today? Let's just go with our other podcast. Go to cbsports.com slash podcasts and check out our full lineup. 
we got some great, great shows for you. We've got college basketball. We've got college football. That is a wonderful time of year for sports. We have the Pick 6 podcast for NFL. We've got Morning Combat. We've got some soccer podcasts. I am forgetting a lot of all things covered. Uh, check it all out, cbsports.com slash podcasts. Uh, news and notes. Chris Olave left with a concussion. A oh, rough day for the Saints. First of all, the Falcons are in first place by beating the Saints. That's wild. But not, not only did the Saints lose... Chris Olave left with a concussion. Rashid Shahid left in the second quarter, maybe the third quarter. Juwan Johnson left in the third quarter. Marcus Davenport left. They got super beat up today. Marcus Davenport's on the Vikings. Cameron Jordan. Cameron Jordan left in the fourth quarter. I knew that sounded wrong. Well, technically, Marcus Davenport did leave the Saints, yes. Yes. Yeah, he left the Saints. It's been all downhill since then. Um, But they they were the most injured team. And the Browns, too. The Browns. Amari Cooper left with injured ribs. Dorian Thompson Robinson had a, has a concussion, and Miles Garrett said he felt something in his shoulder pop. So terrible day for them as well, losing to the red hot Denver Broncos. Baker Mayfield had another chance. You know, he had a chance for a better game. He got them down to the goal line, then he had to leave just for a few plays, but it was goal line situation. And then he came back in, but he says he's going to have an MRI on his ankle. So we'll check on Baker Mayfield as they get Carolina next week. Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson. I just mentioned that one. Sorry. PJ Walker came in from him, uh, for him. Javante Williams, another guy who just like Baker Mayfield, he left only briefly, but he left during a goal line situation and Samaj P. Ryan, uh, got a goal line touchdown for the Broncos. Travis Etienne left briefly, came back, chest injury, Demario Douglas, head injury, uh, concussion. Oh, I also forgot Eric McCoy. Actually, I think he came back. He came back. That should be a fine, too. Like, a, a fine or, or a suspension or something. He grabbed Demario Douglas by the face and just headplant him into the ground. It was like a WWE move. I, I did not even see that. It was awful. Was Cheating Giants. Too busy Cheating blocking Giants. out the worst win in franchise history. Two weeks in a row. Uh, let's see. Houston. Two seasons in a row. Left guard Titus. No. Wrong. You could have CJ Stroud right now. Whatever. Left guard Titus Howard <laughs> was carted to the locker room for Houston. Left tackle Cam Robinson for the Jaguars left with a knee injury. Jeffrey Simmons left in the second half. I'm not sure if he came back. Um, Philadelphia got a little beat up today, but doesn't look too bad. Fletcher Cox was able to come back in. Jordan Davis left in overtime. He looked okay. But Zach Cunningham, one of their linebackers that are already thin there, he left. And the Steelers gained 421 total yards. The entire Matt Canada tenure, they did not have a 400 total yard game. Every other team in the NFL did, I think, at least three times. The Steelers never did. Their first game without him, 421 total yards. Dave, do you think we actually saw tangible improvement from the Steelers today? We saw it in two ways. I thought their run game was just a little bit better. I know people that started Jalen Warren won't necessarily agree. And Heath already mentioned it. Pat Fryermuth just getting so much work. He was dominating down the seam in the first half. And I would imagine that that's going to be something that sticks with the Steelers' offenses. Or at least they try and establish that they can win in the middle of the field with Fryermuth. And that could open up things for Johnson and Pickens, neither of whom had huge weeks by any stretch. All right. Well, Johnson... Did drop a touchdown. It would have been nice, but yeah, you're right. Even with that, it wouldn't have been a huge week. That was a weird moment in the game, if I recall. Like, they're, they're Deontay Johnson, was it a drop of a touchdown? Yes. He didn't complete the catch to the ground. I mean, look, it, it wasn't like he the ball hit his hands and he dropped I it. think the ball got knocked away, but he caught the ball two feet down, second later, balls out because it was punched out. And then on third and two, Jalen Warren fumbled. Cincinnati recovered. Right. 
pretty big swing. Pittsburgh won, so it's not the end of the world, but yeah. That was that was a that was a brutal sequence for the Steelers. All right, listen, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the early waiver wire options here. So Dave Heath, Jamie, you have three seconds to think about early waiver wire. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply early waiver wire. All right, so we'll do this whole thing again Tuesday. But for those people who want some names, fire away, guys. Who should we be looking at? Pat we Fire already Muth. named Pat Fryermuth. Pretty obvious. That's going to be the guy that everybody who picked up Isaiah Likely will pivot to if Likely stinks on Sunday night. Gardner Minshew? Minshew makes sense. He's got does a nice he, matchup. Does he make sense? I mean, it's Tennessee, yes. What, at was, Tennessee, I would, as a bye week replacement quarterback, absolutely. He scored like 14 points against Tampa Bay. But I understand what you're saying. There are six teams on bye next week, yes. Um, Jalen Hyatt in New York. Jalen Hyatt. I like that. I like his talent a lot. I don't know if he's going to be this good every They're week. They're on a bye, though, so I don't know how much I'm going to buy. They're on a bye. Uh, that's true. You can't win next week, thank God. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's, yeah, I, I, you know, I think Royce Freeman deserves a look. At least he'll have some some work. Against Cleveland, though, it might be tough. If Demario Douglas is okay, would you go to an ad him? Bye. Oh, wait. Oh, no, they don't, they don't have a bye. I'm sorry. My bad. They do not. They just, yes. I think everybody has a bye next week. Well, six teams do. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. should be adding Demario Douglas. Um, Dorch? Stafford? Dorch, for sure. Oh, you I mean, can't. I don't know. Stafford has to be home against the Browns. Dorch, I think, had eight targets. Okay, so now this is going back to last year. That's Nine. seven games with at least four targets. Uh, so that's eight. So six of eight, 11 or more PPR points when he's had four more targets. If they throw the ball to him eight times again next week after he just turned it into 27 yards on nine targets, like yeah. please come up with a new plan. Well, I mean, it's a miserable passing game right now. Yeah, but last week he turned eight targets into 76 yards, so... Let's be fair to Greg Dorch here. Um, but I think, you know, he caught his... I don't know that he plays if Michael Wilson's back because he didn't play, really. When, you know, they went with No, him. he won't. And that's just kind of been his MO, basically, his career. Whenever one guy's missing, he steps up and produces. Yeah. Okay. Is there anyone else? Um, all right, we'll talk about it on Tuesday. Buy or sell. Let's do some buy or sell. Here we go. Buy or sell. Trevor Lawrence is good now. I'll buy it. Sure. I'm probably going to rank him around 12. <laughs> he was started. He's in, like top five this week, though. Yeah, he was started in 60% of leagues. He's got Cincinnati coming up. And then then the Cleveland-Baltimore back-to-back, which is no good. But unless Miles Garrett is out. Right, I was going to say Cleveland might be good. Um, But yeah, I mean... It, it's encouraging, right? I mean, at the end of the day, he's got three rushing touchdowns in his last two games. That's really helping him. But also, Calvin Ridley dropped a touchdown. He missed Evan Ingram wide open. That was a terrible throw. But you have like, do you feel you feel good about him getting you twenty three or more points next week in a six point per passing touchdown league? So that's now back to back games over that number. Mm-hmm. So 
against Cincinnati, primetime game, given that six teams on a bye. I don't know if if 23 is what he needs to be a top 10 quarterback, but I'll say yes just to be optimistic. I feel good about him getting 20. Yeah, I think that that's where he's going to live. I don't know how much he'll have to do next week because the Bengals' offense is so weak right now. It's true. Yeah, that's like a they, good point. It, it, once they get to 17 points, that's a wrap. I don't know if Cincinnati can can get to that level with Jake Browning at quarterback. Is that an accurate stat that he had zero rush yards and one rush t- t- TD? I think so. I think that's so. That's pretty cool. Kyler Murray had like two rushing touchdowns. Um, two carries, two, two, no two yard, rushing yards, one and one touchdown. Really? Yeah, I think he had a kneel down. He had a one-yard touchdown run. This is Lawrence. And then he took a knee later, I think. Yeah, he kneeled down last play of the game. Okay. Uh, buy or sell, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua cannot be trusted. Together or individually? Individually. I'll sell that, but it, I don't think they're going to get two good games. You don't think you're going to get a good game from both of them consistently. You just haven't seen it. I'm going to trust I, I don't Puka for more. I think they realized pretty early on this week that they could win with the run and they could make up for the Cardinals maybe overcompensating for those receivers by hitting Higby in the red zone and hitting Kyron Williams on short throws and then handing the ball off to both running backs. And they might be able to get away with the same game plan next week against Cleveland. And then it's a tough matchup against Baltimore. I don't know if we'll feel good about these receivers until week 15 when they play the Commanders. By then, who knows who will be healthy. I have no faith in Cooper Cup right now. He was limping around too much. No, I'll trust Puka one more week, but I'm not trusting Cooper Cup next week, I don't think. Okay, uh, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, no, buy or sell. Joe Mixon is doomed. He scored. He had eight carries for 16 yards, two catches for 44 yards. He's got Jacksonville next week. They're good run defense, but buy or sell. Joe Mixon is doomed. Bye. Bye. Yeah, I think the whole offense might be. Are we overreacting, though? It's a lot of talent on that team. It's a lot of talent, but the quarterback is just so brutal, and teams are going to be able to adjust their how they cover them because Jake Browning is the QB. But what's the difference between Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase and Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson? I mean, Brees Hall is definitely a more talented player, but he's also running the ball absolutely horribly lately. But Jamar Chase is a more talented player than Garrett Wilson. So... I know this feels like a low point for the, or this feels bad for the for the Bengals, but is it actually a low point? And things will be better, just law of averages almost. I'm I'm not as concerned about Jamar Chase as I am about Joe Mixon, which is a flip of how I was coming into the week. Like I was less, I downgraded them both, but I think I downgraded Chase a little bit more than Mixon. I mean, how, how often back. are we going to see him get more than five <laughs> targets in a game? He did it last week. You don't hear that. He did Skype. it three games prior. Is, are we on a submarine? What was that? That was, I think, Skype. That was definitely Skype. You don't hear okay. Skype much these days. JB's no. doing HQ. Sure. So, like, it, it, I feel like an advantage Brees Hall has is getting more work in the passing game and being maybe more effective in the passing game than Mixon. Yeah. I think Jake Browning's worse than Zach Wilson. He might be as as crazy at that as that sounds. There's actually a human being that plays professional football that's worse than Zach. Yeah, I don't think Zach Wilson's the worst quarterback in the history of NFL. Zach Wilson's the quarterback. There might be two of those worst human beings, and that's Browning and Tim Boyle. Um, Maybe Dorian Thompson Robinson. Well, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, you know, this was a really bad game for the Bengals, but it might it might get better. 
I don't know. But all right, fine. You think he's doomed? I'm not going to argue with you. He's, I made the case pretty clearly. Almost all of his touchdowns this year have come with Joe Burrow. He's so much better. He really, Joe Mixon really needs to be on a good offense to be not, he can be an okay fantasy option. But to be a difference maker, he really needs to be on a good offense. He's just, he's just not good enough. I'm sorry to say it. All right, let's go to the winners and losers. We've talked about a lot of these guys, I think. Heath's winners are Pat Fryermuth, Jalen Hyatt, and Kyron Williams. So we have discussed them all. Um, you know, Fryermuth, would you drop, go to one of Dave's losers here, would you drop Kyle Pitts for Pat Fryermuth? Yes. Yes. Okay. So then let's talk about Hyatt. He had five catches for 109 yards on six targets. And what are you, what made you so impressed today? Well, we've seen Tommy DeVito kind of unlock the wide receivers already this season with Darius Slayton, I think, had his best game of the season with DeVito. And now Hyatt was d- running a lot of those same routes. And I know Slayton was doubtful, but then he was active. I don't know how much he actually played today. Yeah, um, that, we need to look that up because that's a that's an important point. You know, Hyatt. No, uh, no. Slayton. How many? How much Slayton played? Could it be Slayton? I got it. <laughs> but I, again, I'm I'm generally pretty favorable towards rookie wide receivers when they have big games in the second half. That building towards something, and I'm going to be the same way with Hyatt. Slayton played 28 snaps. Yep, 18 Hyatt rounds. 31. So that's good, actually. Which. Yeah, and I don't know, like, coming off their bye, why they would play Darius Slayton more than Jalen Hyatt. I think they'll both play. I don't like the schedule for him, though. If that Packers defense is healthy by the time they get to Week 14, that'll make it tough. Then they're at New Orleans, at Philly, Rams in Week 17. So why are we adding Jalen Hyatt in a redraft league? I don't... I'm not. I don't know. Like, we're talking about adding Jalen Hyatt... We're not worried about does he have the matchup to, that he could be a top twelve wide receiver, and I don't know that the Saints are necessarily somebody you have to stay away from right now. Okay, so then we're it, listen. I love the talent, but it's not the best quarterback for him. Even though he had a good game today, mm. if they come out of the bye, are you starting him against Green Bay? Like you'd have to. We're, be really we're adding people. Like you do have like six or seven players on your bench in a lot of leagues, don't you? Sure, but I want to start using those spots appropriately for the fantasy playoff push. This is the time of year where I might actually consider carrying two DSTs or a backup QB okay. or to have a spot to play keep away from my opponent. I agree. QB. I agree with Dave. I know so he did this not. isn't exactly I, I, I like Hyatt and I don't mind adding him in deeper leagues, but I have a tough time justifying adding him in a typical 12 team league. But maybe, maybe what the hell do I know? Like he could come out of the bye and catch fire, and then you're uh, right, guys. The I, I, I want to more. Maybe he does go. Off I there. don't think he's going to be that good. I mean, uh, he's kind of right now still a little bit of a one trick pony, but he can catch the deep ball. I just think from a dynasty standpoint, I think there's a there's potential here. He looks like a, you know, I like I said, I don't remember what show I said this on, but Dan Schneier posts Giants clips all the time. And he always posts Jalen Hyatt clips, and Hyatt blows by defenders every single week. He just doesn't yes, always sir. get the ball thrown to him, but he he cannot be covered. He is super fast and very like, very good route runner on those deep balls. But like, I mean, I'm not disputing that he's a winner. I just personally, I just I don't think Jalen Hyatt's winning anyone a fantasy league. Not this year. I don't think anybody said that Jalen Hyatt's yeah. winning anybody a fantasy. All right, league. so I don't know. I'm not I'm not rushing to pick Did him up or you, going into okay. his bye week. No, I I, I just what okay. I don't want to put words in your mouth. What would you like to say in 
I don't need to say, I think we've said plenty about Jalen Hyatt. Okay. Let's just move on, please. All right. Um, Okay, go to Dave's winners. Nico Collins, Drake London, and Najee Harris. We haven't talked about them yet. Drake London had five catches for 91 yards on either six or seven targets. I put 67 in my notes. He did not have that many targets. But, um, yeah, so good game for him against the Saints. Against the Jets, though, next week. But what do you you think about Drake London, Dave? I think he could be... Uh, you you might hesitate to use him next week, but with the buys and everything else, you'll probably end up starting him as a number three receiver. He had a 33% target share from Desmond Ritter, made a couple of really nice catches, and it just it looked to me, and this will play into one of my losers, it looked to me like this offense is starting to narrow down who they use. And maybe Arthur Smith is trying to get away from being Mr. Unpredictable and anybody, any week could do anything for the Falcons. Or, or... He can lean on Bijan Robinson and Drake London, his top two weapons in the offense, to you know move the ball, score points, do good things. And so I, I'm encouraged by what I saw from London, especially with Ritter under center. Najee Harris, what, are you going to rank Najee or Jalen Warren higher next week? It's not cool to rank Najee higher than Jalen Warren, but I'm going to. I just think that he's 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 been running mostly well there are two games ago or one game ago, I guess last week he really didn't run that well. And it was a Warren game, but I'm just, I got to give up on the Steelers saying that Jalen is going to be their main guy. I think they're going to use them both pretty close to 50, 50. The snaps were almost 50, 50 in the game today. Najee had just a few more, uh, 53% Warren at 49% Warren dominating on third downs. They each had a snap inside the 10, but Najee was working at the five. That's where he scored. And he's he just doesn't look as horrible as he did earlier in the year. And they've got Arizona next week. Yeah, baby. This is the matchup. This Patriots is- after that could be a little bit harder. Indianapolis, by the time they play Indian week 15, Grover Stewart will be back. They'll fully replace Darius Leonard. That'll be an interesting matchup. And then Cincinnati in week 16. There's going to be some really nice matchups ahead for Najee Harris. I think you yeah. can be encouraged to start him as a number two RB. All right, let's go to the losers. Dave's losers are Chris Godwin, the Falcons tight ends, and Adam Thielen. No chance you can trust Kyle Pitts or John U. Smith anymore. Again, concentrated offense. They got away from trying to use a bunch of different players in their first game coming out of the bye against a tough Saints defense. I know that divisional matchup and all that, and I know Marshawn Lattimore didn't play, but I think it's it. I think it made it a tougher matchup. And Ritter's a mess anyway. I don't know if he can really carry good numbers for three people week in and week out. But in PPR, I think he can do it for two. And I think those two are going to end up being Bijan and Drake London from game to game. And then with Chris Godwin, what is it now? One game in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, one game in his last six with over 15 PPR points. Adam, I know you noticed that he had an end zone target early on against Indianapolis. It came from Kyle Trask. I thought it was a pretty good throw. And Godwin just couldn't get his feet in, if I remember the play correctly. Yes, yes. And so it's 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 frustrating that he's getting all these end zone targets, and you just figure, well, okay, eventually he'll get he'll get his feet in and he'll score and he'll be good. But I don't think he's erupting. I don't think he's going to have a string of like eighteen PPR point games anytime soon. I think a lot of fantasy managers have already moved on from him as a must start type of wide receiver. And they view him now as a bi-week replacement wide receiver. And he's one of those guys, you hate these guys. You don't feel good starting them, but you don't want to cut them either. They're just going to sit on your bench for a while. 
and uh, it's 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 frustrating. And I know next week it's Carolina. Maybe has a bounce back game. Maybe we start him against why, the Panthers. Why does people think that Carolina is a good matchup? Because they because any team can go up against Carolina and put up a decent amount of points with the run game every single week. I think they give up the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. No because wide everybody rec- runs on them. Yeah, wide receivers Including don't Derek have a good game. No wide so receivers have good games. Rashad White week, and I would expect Mike Evans to have at least a good game, if not a great game. Godwin's going to be third at best on that list. Yeah, no, I'm not. Godwin's garbage. I mean, you mentioned 15 points. I think it's oh, I don't like that, four but. games in a row with with like fewer than 11 fantasy points or something for Chris Godwin. What are you supposed yeah, to do? He's with had a lot of single-digit PPR games. Kate Otten now produced him this week against Indy in a fairly high-scoring game. Yeah, four straight single-digit. Uh, and yeah, 15, 15 points. He's done that twice this year. Chris. So here's the other thing we are getting to the point of the year. And I already talked about it where you do make changes for how you shape your bench and fantasy. I don't know if I would do it for this coming week, but eventually we could get to a point as fewer and fewer teams are in the league and playing, or maybe you do consider cutting Chris Godwin to carry something else that is better serving your needs into the fantasy playoffs. How about a look at Heath's losers, DeAndre Hopkins, who faced Carolina and got five targets, three catches for 49 yards. Uh, Jamar Chase, we discussed, and James Conner. Interesting game for Conner because he got five targets. That was great. Six carries. Who are you more yeah. discouraged with, Hopkins or Conner? Uh, Conner, because I had more hope for him. Uh, I don't think Hopkins has a game with Will Levis with more than four catches. Uh, he is not that far from Chris Godwin. Basically, just a touchdown dependent flex at this point, and you're hoping you don't have to start him. Maybe bye weeks will make you do it one more week, but you'd like to get away from DeAndre Hopkins as well. I James Michael Carter had touches early-ish oh, in this game. Amari DeMarcado had touches in the second quarter of this game. It was just a, again, I think the, the the Cardinals doing the exact opposite of what Dave thinks that Arthur Smith figured out and just getting as many touches as possible for your best players. They're distributing the ball to all kinds of fools. Connor and Carter almost had the same snap share. Connor played 40%, Carter 38%. I don't know how much of that had to do with the fact that they were chasing points in the end. I would guess that that had a lot to do with it. DiMercato played 22% of the snaps. The only nice thing you could say about Connor is that he played three or four snaps inside the 10. All right. James Connors got Pittsburgh and then a bye. Anything else you want to say, Heath? And then the 49ers after the bye. So I don't know when you're going to be starting James Conner with any kind of confidence again. And then honestly, he has Chicago and Philadelphia, and those are typically two excellent, excellent run defenses. Terrible schedule for James Conner, which we kind of talked about on that schedule episode. We said if he's not catching passes, he's got some real tough run He did catch passes. He did. So that's good, right? Kyler threw a lot of passes today, though. He threw forty something. He threw forty five passes. But he, but James Conner only played forty percent snaps, so it's like he threw twenty. There you go. <laughs> All right, Jamie's back. How about the almost touchdowns? Mike Evans came up a yard short of a touchdown, but then he scored two more. We had the Deontay one. We had Calvin Ridley. That one bothered me. Thirty yarder. Christian Kirk came up a yard short at the very end of the half. That was so interesting. What, what a dumb decision by Doug Peterson. Uh, yeah, you got to go for it, right? You got to go no, for it. Was the dumb decision the play call or the decision to just go for it in general? Both. I thought the play call was pretty bad. You kick, you take the points. I mean, you got a gift there. And uh, let's, Evan Ingram Evan Ingram should have had his first touchdown of the game without question. And we would have again. They obviously talked about that because they made mention of um, what uh, – 
Trevor Lawrence said that he's he's aware that Evan Ingram doesn't have a touchdown yet. Sure. And then when that play was over, Evan Ingram was like on the sideline, like, like you could tell that he was really upset. Um, they're going to get him a touchdown soon. Can they do it next week? Yep. Cincinnati's terrible against tight ends. That sounds like the time. Someone asked if they if you would drop Evan Ingram for Pat Fryermuth. Not next week. They play Cincinnati next week. And look what Fryermuth just did against it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually try and carry both. That's good context because I think Cincinnati and Houston are arguably the two best matchups. So Fryermuth did exploit a really good matchup today. Not to say you shouldn't pick him up, but it is something to note. Uh, let's what else? Oh, the the Mahomes Pacheco one was was really annoying, wasn't that? Like it was, it was definitely a touchdown. Pacheco still got it, but not Mahomes. Yeah, so that's two weeks in a row that Mahomes kind of got screwed out of a touchdown with the Watson drop last weekend with this. I mean, that's what happens to mediocre quarterbacks, right, Adam? I agree. I just, you know, losing on the road to the Raiders. He shouldn't have been losing for one second of that game. And Cortland Sutton dropped a touchdown. It was not an easy touchdown, but he almost had another one. And then Adam Troutman caught one on the next play. All right, we're moving right along here. We're going to take a break, and we'll get to the game, starting with a game that you weren't even thinking about. I guarantee it. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Yes, Black Friday, Miami and the Jets. Remember that game? 34 to 13. The Hail Mary. Bring it up now. Well, yeah, we haven't talked about it on any of our shows. Let's just you get had, it. You had an hour and a half today. Oh, we're answering start sit. All right. Uh, Heath, you got to believe it or not for Black Friday? I clearly do not. <laughs> um, take, your yeah. take your time. Take your time. Jalen Waddle's back. Believe it or Jeff not. Jeff Wilson is going to matter. I don't believe that. No, but I, I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm, if we still had if, a, a trade deadline, I'd be looking to sell Mostert. I don't know if anybody would take him. If I, something happened to Mostert and Devon Achan was back, who do you think would have the most touches on the Dolphins? Devon Achan. You think you think they're they're just completely comfortable given the guy who's not been able to stay healthy a full workload in the end of the regular season? I'll admit that this is the best Wilson's looked all year, but he still can't hold a candle to Achan. Well, I, I think, think it's better. I don't think he'd get a full workload to the point of what Mostert's been getting, but I think we'd be looking at 14 carries for one, 12 carries for another, split the work in the passing game. Until A-Chan goes bananas, and then it's 20 carries for him and six for Will. I don't think get that guy healthy in the playoffs. I don't think that's the case. That, that would be a really bad plan by the Dolphins if they get him hurt again. You got to <laughs> love Wilson next week at Washington if A-Chan's not ready to play, though. And maybe even if A-Chan is ready to play. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to start Jalen Waddle next week. I did some some digging on on Waddle. This is obviously one of his better games. I don't think I'm necessarily going to tell you anything that you didn't already know. But in 2022, Jalen Waddle had catch-and-run touchdowns with 74 yards after the catch, 41 yards after the catch, and 31 yards after the catch. This was sort of a staple of Jalen Waddell's game. Take a pass, like what we see Tyreek Hill do all the time. He doesn't have any of those this year. He had one touchdown this year where he had 15 yards after the catch, but he was wide open, busted coverage. He walked into the end zone. Uh, deep completions. In 2022, Waddle had four catches, 178 yards, and a touchdown on seven targets that were thrown 20 or more yards downfield. Not air yards necessarily, but air yards from the sticks or from from the line of scrimmage. He had uh, he had 178 yards on that. This year he has 32 yards, one catch, and it was it was this game. His completion over Sauce Gardner was his first catch 
downfield this year, basically. His first deep ball completion of the year. But you still, I mean, he's going to have four of them against Washington. Um, as far as the Jets go. How, Why are you so quick to get rid of Mostert, by the way? Oh, it, I mean, obviously the first three quarters of that game, he was bad. And Jeff Wilson looked like the better running back. I just don't think he's looked that good or sharp lately. And he is completely gone from the passing game. I mean, it, it's something like two targets in the last five games. It's, maybe it's not that bad. Uh, no, it's four targets in his last four games. And if he's not getting 20 carries two weeks in a row, if you're looking at 12 carries and one target, maybe that's not a player that I trust. No, I, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with the theory of trading him, but it feels like you just, you want to give him away. No, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get out of the trade discussion. Now, most people aren't trading. This is what I would say. There are certain players that you put in your lineup and you love it. You're so excited. You cannot wait to get this guy in your line. You don't even think about it. I don't feel that way about most if a chance back. I think it's going to be really interesting what A-Chan's role is if he's back. Well, I, I think the problem is if A-Chan's back and there's three guys sharing, that's the problem. Yeah. Right. Wilson Wilson acquitted himself pretty well. Could be a real pain in the butt. How do you feel about... like If, if I'm not feeling super confident about Mostert right now, how are you guys feeling about Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson framing it that same way? How confident are you when you put them in your lineups? It feels like it's the same thing with Garrett Wilson week in, week out. Like, we're okay, I can't trust him. It's going to be bad quarterback play, and then he does something, and he's still very productive. Finds a way. So, I'm not ever really considering sitting either either one of them. Yeah, like, I don't, like, when we do rankings, Heath's talked about this with Brock Purdy. Like, you just put him in the top 12, whether he's 8, 10, 12, you know, you just, he's he's in the top 12. Like, Garrett Wilson's just in the top 24. You know, it's just, okay. Is this a is this is he better or worse than Nico Collins? Is he better or worse than Cortland Sutton? Is he better or worse than Puka Nakua? You know, he, he's going to be somewhere probably between like 15 and 24 every week. And so if you have him on your team, especially in PPR, you're just starting him. If you have him in non or half PPR, it just depends who else you have. Touchdowns are going to be hard to come by, but look, he scored in one game with Tim Boyle, and hopefully that's the case moving forward. Tim Boyle, very, very conservative. So he has seven catches for Brees Hall. He was just dumping the ball off basically the entire game. But Hall's rushing. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's horrible. What? I always like it when you get into the chat. Did you call someone super idiot? I did, because he called me something much, much worse, like an extremely offensive thing. You called one of our listeners super I should have just kicked them out. Honestly, you use that word again, I'm kicking you out. So you, uh, you keep going at it, super idiot. Never, ever use that word in here again. Um, all right. That has right. entered the room. Uh, you can't use that word. You, you can't I, use it. I don't. I don't even know what the word was. You can't use it. But you don't. Don't tell me. Don't say it. <laughs> Whatever it was. Right. Did he call you an idiot? And you went, "Oh yeah, well you're a super idiot." Well, he says Adam wants us to drop Mostert. Like if you listen to what I said, and you and you're talking that I want I wanted you to drop Mostert. You're a super idiot. So <laughs> so it's your own problem. You are a super idiot for using that word, but you saw it. That's uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. All right. Oh, somebody's on his side. I'm the idiot. Screw you. All right. <laughs> Pittsburgh 16, Cincinnati 10. Pittsburgh had the ball for over 37 minutes in this game. Bengals were two for 10 on third down. We've covered a lot of angles of this game, Heath. I don't know if you have anything. Well, we sleeve. covered a lot of Steelers, too. We talked about Najee and Jalen. We talked about Fryermuth. I'm going to go back because I don't think Jamie's as worried about him as I am. So um, the Bengals don't have a must-start player. I'm not benching Jamar Chase. Right. Agreed. Can we talk about uh, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens? Do you, like, 
Anyway. There was a play. I don't know if you saw Deontay Johnson gave up. I think it was on a fumble. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's not going to go well when Mike Tomlin sees that if he hasn't saw it already. So I'd be a little bit nervous about him. Yeah. I don't know if he knew it was a fumble. I, th- I feel like he didn't. That's what didn't I think realize. a lot of Steelers did. I mean, know. he didn't look like he was blocking on the run attempt. He didn't look like he was doing anything to give any effort. It was pretty pathetic. I'm Third good with straight this. game with single-digit PPR points, too. I think I'm good with this game. I think we've we've really talked a lot about them. All right, Tennessee 17, Carolina 10. Oh. Nice. Adam Thielen is a sit. Uh, I wonder if I go Chuba Hubbard? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, it's a good question because like you got this slumping player, but now you got Tampa Bay, which is a very enticing matchup. I don't believe this offense is functional. I'm not going to feel good starting Adam Thielen next week. All right, I got a good one, I think. Buy or sell, this was the last good fantasy game we're getting from Derrick Henry this year. No, he gets the Colts this week. That, so. that will be the last good game we'll get from Derrick Henry. <laughs> Miami, yeah, I mean, look, Houston, Seattle. Adam, Houston. We, we, we talked about this on, on Friday. This is now seven of eight games, wins or within seven points. 16.2 PPR points or more. And so the the track record's there. I don't know what the line's going to be. If, if you guys see the early line, let me know. Um, I'm going to guess the Colts are favored probably by four, if I had to guess. Um, Let's see. So I've got Colts by two. Okay, so that's even better for the Titans Jamie should that bet they're going to be in the game. Uh, yes, I'd bet the Colts. Um, <laughs> that uh, they're, they're, they have a chance to be competitive. And so... Correct me if I'm wrong. Grover Stewart's got to be coming back soon. The six games have to be up if they're not. I believe already. it's week 14 when he can come back. It was That's when Super that? Grover comes back. Oh, Grover. I'll be back week 14. <laughs> oh, gosh. I could have wow. lived without that. I used to Super do a really Grover good Grover. We got, we got any more Supers coming? Um, oh, man. Uh, yeah, so I I think Henry's fine. <laughs> yeah, week 14. Next week. All right. After that, it could be rough, though. It could be some bad game scripts for him. Uh, I think I'm good with this game. I'm finished with this game. Uh, Jacksonville 24, Houston 21. Let's spend the rest of the show on this game. Great game. Let me finish. It was fantastic. Believe it or not, Devin Singletary is a number two running back next week. With six teams on a bye, yeah. And he's playing Cincinnati. I believe it. No, he's not playing Cincinnati. He's playing Denver. Denver, Denver, even better. My bad. I was looking at Jacksonville. Even better. Yeah, I'll still believe it, even with Denver. So what do we have? What were the splits there? The carries were very even, but Singletary had six catches and Pierce did not have. Oh, he had one catch. Singletary dominated playing time. He played 81% of the snaps. I don't think Pierce. I think Pierce started the third series for Houston. And that was then they basically rotated series. Don't quote me on that being how it went down. But Singletary dominated uh, third downs, 12 of 13. He played in the two minute offense, all three of their snaps inside the five. They used him like he's their lead running back. And I know the stats weren't great. He had a number of nice runs in the game. Okay. Yeah, it, I mean, it's encouraging that he's that he came out ahead. We, we need running backs. We need people that we can trust a little bit. So Singletary, yeah, they just didn't run the ball very much in this game at all. Um, <clears throat> all, right, all right. So what is your confidence level in Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk? Uh, Must start wide receivers. Is Zay Jones okay? 
He's a big key to all of it, right? <laughs> it's so funny. He what does nothing. Like, uh, good luck charm for them. He got dinged at the end of that game, right? I didn't he see. Did. I didn't see anything. I'm not sure him. if he got dinged. I know he had a jump ball target on the end zone or near the end zone, and he couldn't. He's fine. Let's just say he's fine for the sake of argument. Well, then they must start wide receivers. Look, they're doing a good job of finding new ways to get Ridley open. They're using him in the because slot Jones more. is playing. I That's don't think way. it's That's all because way. of a guy playing. It's 100% because he's playing, because he's running different routes when Zay Jones plays. Go look at every game that he's played, and every game, Calvin Ridley is not just going running down the field. But that's the thing. is like he's, his ADOT's been super high these last two he, games. It he's feels, playing more in a slot. It, last week he did. This week he did not. It, I thought maybe the same thing. Uh, the touchdown was in slot. Uh, but last, okay, well, that's good, because he's been really productive in the slot this year. And they, they put him in the slot like 23.5% of the time last week, but it was bound to 13 or something this week, which is really 13%. This well, I was, I was watching the game with Mr. Jacksonville himself, and he, he said that also. He's like, he, they got to put him in the slot more. And I brought up what you said about I – said, I said it was 25%. Um, something like that. Uh, and, and Pete was like, exactly, 100%. They got to put him in the slot more. By the yeah, way, they, do you know what he had at halftime stat-wise? He had no, Bupkis. Nothing. Yeah. He had no catches at halftime. Came out house ablazing in the second half. Ooh, Kirk. I mean, Kirk. I'm I'm a little worried about Kirk because he had that long catch and run. But it's, yeah, it's still really something to really be worried about. Seven targets for Kirk, and he made that great play. I'm so worried. Well, he just doesn't really. He just doesn't really get a lot of targets. It's seven or fewer targets in like five of his last six games now, and it's been six of them in four of those games. So. I don't know. This is only the second game all year that they both were good. Still well, Kirk had 12.9. Yeah. Is that good? It's fine. I mean, you know, you start that, but it's not great. No. All right. So you're right. So wait. All right. It's not always just about the yardage, you know. There's more things to it here. We got to look under the hood a little bit. Uh, next game is Indianapolis 27, Tampa Bay 20. You should go right back to Josh Downs last week. Wait, wait go, go back to that game first. Are you not worried about ETN at all? Oh, you asking me? Yeah, we probably should mention something. <laughs> I was ETN. expecting I the was Adam Azer Travis ETN victory lap. Yeah, I was. I was thinking that you might. But he scored something. almost as many points as Christian Kirk, didn't he? He got uh, what did he have? Eighty-six, twelve point six. Okay, you start that. I, he started the game with ten yards on ten carries. He left with a chest injury and came back. Uh, Dearness Johnson looked better than he did in the first half. I mean, 20 carries is good, as long as he's that involved. Like we said, the last two weeks were really bad game scripts for ETN. I think people may be misinterpreting, as you guys are sort of misrepresenting what I had been saying about Travis ETN. He was the number two running back in fantasy at the time. I didn't really buy him as that. He wasn't really doing it in the typical number two overall running back way, and I just thought it was the peak of his value. I'm still. You made a huge boost coming up, and it turned out to be prescient. Huge boost coming up Monday night. Yeah, Cincinnati should be great for him, um, but uh, unless they blow them out, I'm happy that I have him on my teams. Uh, You know, I'm not even going to hesitate to start him. Unlike that bum Mostert or Mahomes. Okay, uh, Tennessee. No, uh, Indianapolis. I get Indianapolis and Tennessee confused. I can't be the only one, right? Like similar colors, same division. Very close to each other geographically. Idiot. (laughs) 27-20. 27-20. What do you say? What'd you say, Heath? Would you believe it or not? You should go right back to Josh Downs next week. I love the target volume, so I think I'll believe that if we're talking PPR. You gotta wonder though, is he is he healthy? I mean, it's now, you know, the knee injury, 
I know he's not an injury report, but would you say, Adam, there was something that came out that he's been dealing with this since the preseason? They may just be dealing with it all season yeah. long. Yeah, it's a chronic injury. But you you had said that the beat reporter wrote that he was as healthy as he's been. So. Yeah, but I mean that's <laughs> yeah. If he's if it's chronic. I I'm encouraged, you know. He basically he splits targets with Pittman. He just he just had a bad game, but he had 13 targets. How much passing will Gardner Minshew actually have to do next week? Okay. I'm Wait, they're 41 they, times they today. Tennessee. So they're 41 times today, but they're playing against Tennessee. Titans offense. How many points can we count on them for? I think it'll be competitive early in the game. Maybe. Look, the, Col- the Colts ran through Tampa Bay today, but no Levante David and, and Devin White came into the game banged up. So I don't know if that's a true representation of the Tampa Bay defense. So Titans run defense has typically been good. We'll see. Yeah, I, I'm sure Jonathan Taylor could have had a, a nice game if everybody had been healthy, but he got a little bit of a gift with the uh, front seven being pretty beat up for the Bucks this week. Uh, all right, Atlanta. Oh, I'm sorry. Anything else here? No, I mean, we talked about Henry and Hopkins. Evans is amazing. Evans is amazing. Congratulations to Mike Evans. I mean, what a freaking season. I don't know that I could have been yep. more wrong about a player than I was Mike Evans. Yep. Atlanta 24, New Orleans 15. I, I cannot imagine there's anything left to say about the Falcons and everybody on the Saints is hurt. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what about Alvin Kamara? Yeah, he had 109 yards and scored 14 PPR fantasy points. 15 PPR. Sounds a lot like Alvin Kamara. Still no rushing touchdowns from running back against the Falcons. Oh, so yeah. How about so that? Weird. Amazing. How about Taysom Hill? He had 55 receiving yards and 26 rushing yards. I mean, he may be their best receiver next week. Yeah. Maybe. He didn't have a lot of routes. I think he had another game with a dozen routes. And that's in a matchup where Olave got hurt. Shahid got hurt. Juwan Johnson was Juwan Johnson also got hurt, though. If Juwan Johnson's out, then he's like a top five tight end. Sure. So that's probably where we're looking is that if Juwan Johnson, he finished the game, but if he ends up missing next week, then Taysom Hill will be mega must start. Man, they need Chris Olave to clear the concussion protocol. He was awesome. He was absolutely awesome the first Mm -hmm. half. Yeah, he could really light up Detroit. Okay, next game. Uh, uh, you know, I'm glad that they saved Bijan Robinson for the stretch run. He wouldn't have been good earlier in the year. They, they did the right thing. <laughs> He's amazing. He's amazing. I don't know. How, he, he finds like a little bit of a sliver and he just scores a touchdown. Yep. Giants. Are they winning the division? Oh, yeah. We got three more years of Arthur Smith. <laughs> <laughs> the Giants are red hot. They have a longer win streak than the Chiefs. Giants 10. Patri- uh, yeah, Patriots 7. You should really try to find another plan besides Saquon Barkley in the fantasy playoffs. Thank God they're on a bye. I don't want to watch them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. At you know. the Saints, at the Eagles, against the Rams in the fantasy playoffs. I had a trade offer uh, this morning from another fantasy analyst in an expert league. That was uh, Saquon Barkley and DK Metcalf for my Kyron Williams, Tank Dell, and uh, Dalton Schultz. I couldn't reject it fast enough. That's a horrible offer. Couldn't reject that's it. From a, that's from a. Who, well, you can't say who said it. That's a terrible. No, I will not say who offered it. No, don't, don't. Yeah, it wasn't me, amazing. by the way. It wasn't me. I think you definitely should. Um, but it's just fun. I, I love those that sound like so obvious that you should have accepted two months ago. 
that are just a horrible offer and there's no way you'd do it now? So, I, all right, I'll, I'll just come to Barkley's defense. This is only his third bad game of the year. Two of them were against the Cowboys. I don't really have an explanation for this. The Giants didn't have the ball much. They had the ball for about, about 25 minutes. He had 12 carries for 46 yards, one catch for six yards. I don't know. They just they just couldn't really get into a rhythm defensively. The Patriots, I mean, they actually have a pretty good defense. A lot of teams, like, didn't Taylor have a pretty bad game against them last week or two weeks ago? Am I crazy? Uh, in Germany, he wasn't great. Yeah. I so, just I just think you got a quarterback that's getting the ball down the field, so he doesn't have to dump it off quite as much. Yeah, a little bit, but usually he's he's got a pretty high floor. Um, I don't know. I I don't. I I think. Like, last week, I was really nervous about him. He was coming off a terrible game, and last week, he scored, like, 30 points. And, and they used him in the passing game last week, so this just kind of feels like a random bad game for him. Well, I think the memo was try and lose, so don't give Saquon touches. <laughs> yeah. And both these teams were just... I, I'm really convinced that Ryland was told to miss the field goal. Oh, wow. I mean, we, they should have. All right, Denver 29, Cleveland 12. <sighs> it's a duh. Um, <laughs> Flacco, baby. The, the, Next week. This is what I was talking about, though. Before the show, like the the quality, like Russell Wilson. I I heard some analyst talking about how he's he's cooking, and he he's doing enough to win, and his rate stats look okay. But it's 134 passing yards and two <laughs> touchdowns, and I think he might be a top. Oh, here's this: Russell Wilson's going to be a top eight quarterback rest of season. No, I don't believe they it. They have two games against the Chargers left. Maybe I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a believer. I can't. I don't know. Top eight seems kind of rich. They're going to make the playoffs. After how bad they started, they're going to make the playoffs. I love it. They might play Miami in the first round. Uh-huh. Wow. That would be fantastic. That would be really cool. That would be poetic. That would be so great. This time they'll only lose by that, 30. That, that honestly, I, I give Sean Payton credit. He could have fired Vance Joseph in week three when – Raheem Mostert and, and Devon Chan just ran right through them and they gave him 70 points. And the defense has turned around. I mean, you know, we've talked about this a lot and getting healthy has been a big part of it, but what a turnaround. What yeah, a turnaround. Awesome. Oh, it's terrific. Javante getting 18 carries was nice, three catches. As long as he's in a positive game script, he should be very involved. And it's a good chance he would have had the, a goal line touchdown or at least an opportunity at one. But like I said, he was injured when uh, Samaje Pirine was... Uh, Still has not scored a rushing touchdown. It's crazy. And, uh, yeah, Jaleel McLaughlin looks like that fun is over. You can drop him. He's 57% rostered. Um, I think, you know, we don't have to talk about this now, but they have been a quarterback slayers. Mahomes twice, one of those games he was sick. Josh Allen. They got C.J. Stroud next week. So that'll be interesting. It's in Houston, but that's going to be a tough matchup. There's six teams on a bye. You're not benching C.J. Stroud. No, no chance. You're, well, you're not benching C.J. Stroud, but I say this all the time. The Stroud manager might also have another high-end Trevor Lawrence. Fair. I'd start Stroud over Lawrence. <laughs> I'd start Lawrence over Stroud next week. Make him the start of the week, Jamie. Come on, man. Um, all right. Uh, I think it was the opposite thing with Lawrence, wasn't it? It was like the second that everyone stopped backing him that he took off. He need he needed the opposite of the start of the week. He needed the doubt. Do you like uh, roses, daisies, or uh, dandelions better? I'll take all three. Yeah, <laughs> I like them all. Too. Flowers touchdown. Do you want them tomorrow or do you want them today? <laughs> uh, right now. All right, Rams thirty-seven, Arizona fourteen. 
Marquise Brown is back. So I know I'm supposed to say that I don't believe it because he had a bunch of numbers in garbage time, but isn't that part of the reason why we like having Marquise Brown is so he can get some numbers in garbage time? You Next think I ask these questions with an, with you already having an answer, an answer in mind? <laughs> Wait a minute. You said you were supposed to say you don't believe it. You think I, I like when I ask these questions, I have an answer that I want you to give? I, I don't know. I think you have an answer that you want to give. I don't think you really care what we say. So we got three game sample size of these two guys together, right? This season, and two of them were absolutely awful. And then this is the first time that Marquise Brown got the targets that we were hoping for and produced. It was a good game. He was a number three receiver. 45 pass attempts. I do have to point that out. Probably won't see a ton of that. I don't well, know. They they? Believe it or not. Believe week. it or not, Marquise Brown is back. I think you're starting him as a number three receiver next week, and then you can't use him in week 14 because they're on bye. Yeah. Nine I mean, after that. We already talked about their schedule. It's tough. Kyler's running for his life next week. Kyler's running for his life next week at Pittsburgh. Yes. Um, on the other side of the ball, optimism for Matthew Stafford, 31 fantasy points. Yeah, I mean, he's got two stiffs at wide receiver, so as long as his tight end and his running backs are catching the ball, he's great. <laughs> Does he get to play Arizona again? Yeah, No, but he gets to play Cleveland and Baltimore next. But Cleveland without <laughs> Miles Garrett and his back-to-back road games. For Brown- look, the Browns' defense on the road. Go look at the numbers. Not as great. And Denzel Ward didn't play this week either. I don't know if he'll be back. So, oh, um, I had something else I was going to say about this game. It's okay. We'll skip it. Oh, oh, I know. Yeah, if you want to, make, if you want to make fun of me, I did say that Tyler Higby was probably the most over rostered player in fantasy. You I did. That's right. I oh, believe tell, it. tell the Tyler Higby story. We uh, me. Oh, Why well, Dave told me, so I know you're involved though, Heath. So go ahead. Okay. Yeah, uh, I got an email today from our uh, our our dynasty league that we're all in. Um, I ax- I dropped Tyler Higby because there was a f- a false report that came out that Tyler Higby was oh. going to be inactive. <laughs> yeah. So didn't want to take a zero, trying to not be a Dan in our dynasty league. Dropped Tyler Higby and picked up another tight end, and then immediately there comes a, a tweet: "Oops, Tyler Higby is going to be active." This is like an hour before the game starts. Like no question, what to do here? So I go back, switch the move, put Tyler Higby, Higby back in his lineup. Send it was Adam Troutman actually, who also has caught a touchdown pass. Send out Adam Troutman back to the waiver wire. And he starts Tyler Higby, and Tyler Higby scores touch, two touchdowns. And I think that might be the difference in his game. I, he is uh, in a, in a dogfight right Wait, now. Who? Who? RJ. Oh, this, oh, is, th- this isn't in the Baked Burger. RJ guys. made so you reversed it. I don't for have RJ. commissioner access in the Baked Burger. No, 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 you reversed it for RJ. Yes. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> that's no, funny. it was like three oh five. So it was like right after it happened. He's like, I I made the move, and then they said that he actually was not inactive. That's pretty funny. All right. Good for you, Heath. Very, very nice commissionering there. Next game, Buffalo at Philadelphia. I actually I don't have any stats on this game because it finished while we were on the air. 37-34, Eagles win in overtime. And looking at the stat sheet now, pretty good stuff. Not a good game for James. Oh, no, James Cook had six catches for 57 yards. Never mind. This was this was terrific. Not a good game for Dalton Kincaid. He, had, he took a uh, little breather today. Um but yeah, what do we got from from this, uh, Heath? Gabe Davis is back. <laughs> Let's ask. <laughs> hey, eight ball, you suck this week. By the way, is Gabe Davis back? Uh, Chances aren't good. Oh no, wait, it changed. No, you, very likely. Very likely. No, the the Magic Eight Ball liked Gabe Davis this week. It did. Yes, on Tuesday it didn't we were this talking morning. about dropping him. 
Really? I think yeah. the problem is that Adam asked. I was on four different shows this week where Adam asked the Magic Eight Ball about Game Davis. So I love it. I'm it's, not sure which one we're using. It's so it's got to be the first one. I think the first one. Okay, Tuesday one counts then. All right, all right. Magic Eight Ball still on a hot streak. You don't even have to ask him next week. Just like the Giants, yeah, on a buy next week. Gabe Davis is back. I don't think I'll ever believe that. No, well, he's, unless, he's unless he going to be on buy next week. They'll no. hold him through the buy, and then they no. have their big showdown at Kansas City in Week 14. Not, not starting him there. Gabe Davis is back the, because he had zero, like nothing, two or three weeks in a row. He got to show us the upside every once in a while. So we've got the the, the appeal. <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna score against the uh, against the Chargers in Week 16, right? But he's gonna give us a big fat fooled you game in Weeks 14 and 15. I mean, the Eagles are a good matchup, uh, maybe yeah. a great matchup. They give up among the most big plays in football, so it worked. He still made so many mistakes. He should have caught the game winning touchdown. He ran the wrong route at the in overtime. So you know the last week when he had zero catches for zero yards, they gave him the game ball. They love him. They don't think that they think he's one of the, one of their most valuable players, even when he doesn't catch the ball. Hmm. Explains a lot. <laughs> they, they gave him a fake game ball. Just like, like no, he's a, they he's gave a, him a magic game ball. He's a, he's a wide receiver who will play hundred percent of the snaps and block every running play and not complain when he doesn't get a target. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Coaches love those guys, and this is a fun they, game. They've got. They have oh, yeah. value in the NFL. They just don't have value in fantasy. He has him. all kinds of value in fantasy. He wins people like six games a year. No, he also loses people six yeah. games. A year. No, zero doesn't lose you a game from a wide receiver three. It's a little yes. bit true. It's a little bit true. But I, I can't sit here and be like, oh, start him every week. No. Yeah. That was, he was never that. Kansas City 31, Las Vegas 17. I should have just say Patrick Mahomes is back, but that's not true because the Isaiah Pacheco touchdown was not a touchdown. How about this? Have we even mentioned the start of the week yet? Pacheco. That's what I'm saying, dude. The start of the week is fire. Fantastic. Top 10 running back this week? Top five. Wow. 89 total yards, five catches, really came through. That was an area I wasn't sure he'd be able to do well in, and then he scored twice. He was excellent. And by the way, this is a guy who scored more than 16 fantasy points now twice in his last... 20 games, something like that. And Jamie nailed it. Nice work. Mm-hmm. Thank you. How about Josh Heath Jacobs, guys? Hold on. He did too. Okay. Sorry. He had him as a top 10 back. He had him ranked higher than I did. Yeah. Oh, I was well done, Heath. Well done. Okay. So uh, Josh Jacobs, though, he had a 63 yard rushing touchdown and he had four catches for 15 yards. That's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's real, though, you know? Well, the well, world. I mean, you know, they. I think you just got to bank on starting him every week. Like, mm-hmm. don't worry about there'll, there'll be a bad game or two here and there. Well, what about 20, 20 fantasy points for Jacoby Myers? I don't want to buy that. <laughs> that one, yeah. I got to see more. <laughs> I mean, against one of the most difficult matchups for wide receivers. They'll oh, come out dude. of the bye against Minnesota. What am I doing here? We didn't talk about Rasheed Rice an hour and five minutes, and we didn't talk about... I thought I would assume that was one of you guys' winners. Yeah, ten targets, nine catches. That was a great ten. Yeah, he's a winner for sure. You know, Adam makes us send in our winners and losers like before halftime of the. No, I don't make. I'm pretty sure I'm always like, take your time. Show your text again. Let's see if you're wearing women's underwear. (laughs) What did I write? 
Uh, I did say three winners and three losers, you, please. You said three winners, three losers. Send them now. No, I did not I'm say that. I'm just glad you saw that text. <laughs> oh man but no Rasheed Rice I mean it cannot be as simple as Kadarius Tony and Miko Hardman didn't play right I, you know well how many snaps did he play because he's been limited with over snaps. 80% of the snaps and um, there you go that's yeah. good and he still had two drops <laughs> so not great but yeah, good for him. He ran around on 71% of Mahomes dropbacks that is probably close to a season high for him I mean, he's he's a borderline number two receiver in this week. Let's find out if it's a season high. This game had some surprises. Devontae Adams. I don't know if it was a shock, but Devontae Adams with 73 yards. I, I can't say it was a shock, but no. only seven targets it, and turning that into 73 yards, that was very It's a solid game given the, the what the Chiefs have done to number one receivers recently. Yeah. It's a season high by seven percentage points. Almost every other game this year, he's been below sixty percent of routes per dropback in Kansas City. All right, this, so they have they have they have set Rashi Rice free. Last one is a buy or sell from Metal Mask Three on YouTube. Adam is drunk with power; he needs to be stopped. So Bye. Adam doesn't drink, but this is how he gets his uh, his buzz going. <laughs> Just ordering people around. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. That was bad hosting on my part. I should not have forgotten about Rushy Rice until the very So that's very now, end. in the last two weeks, you forgot Dalton Schultz and Rashi Rice. I did completely. Speaking of Dalton Schultz, CJ Stroud forgot him today. That's true. Although, on, on one of the biggest throws of the game, fourth down throw that they went for, I don't understand why he went on a, a out route to Dalton Schultz. Threw a deep ball down. Yeah, crazy. The, I, I think Brevin Jordan had the same number of targets today. Schultz got lucky last week. He caught a touchdown, but yeah, yeah. he slid. It's Tank Dell's team. Tank Dell. I don't think I oh, mentioned totally. Tank Dell had a fifty-yard catch called back <laughs> on a penalty that he had, by the way, which was stupid. Yeah, I I don't know. That that's only a penalty if there's two guys in motion, right? Because C.J. Stroud was arguing that after the play. No, he turned up field before the ball was okay. Snapped. That's it. Or as the ball was being snapped, he didn't. It, it was like a CFL play. We are out of here. Uh, Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow on Beyond the Box Score. Good evening.